0: Hi there, welcome, and thanks for listening along with Kingstown Communion, an inclusive and affirming United Methodist Church in the Kingstown area of Alexandria, Virginia. Our community exists to gather people, just like you here now, into communion with Christ, and extend God's table into the world through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. This podcast is just one way that we live this out. For more information about our church, or to give to our ministry, Visit KingstownCommunion.net. And if you live nearby, we hope you'll join us for worship on Sundays at Hayfield Secondary School. Paul says, Keep alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Now, brothers and sisters, You know that members of the household of Stephanus were the first fruits of Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. I urge you to put yourselves at the service of such people and of everyone who works and toils with them. I rejoice at the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus because they have made up for your absence, for they refreshed my spirit as well as yours. So, give recognition to such persons. And let anyone be accursed who has no love for the Lord. Our Lord come, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. God. So, I was uh, this week over at Chessie's Trail trying to scope it out trying to get a feeling for um, how many stations we needed along the trail. I was at, uh, a Lee, I'm going to call it Lee District forever, uh, I was at Franconia District Park, which is what they call it now, um, and after I, d- I did my walking the trail and scoping it out and getting a sense of how we would set it up, uh, I sat down on a park bench and ate some french fries, and there was this other lady sitting on a park bench eating some french fries too. And we got to talking, and it didn't take long at all, before uh, she asked me enough questions where I had to end up telling her why I was there and who I was, and so um, she ended up kind of drawing out of me that I'm a pastor and that I was like on official duty business at the park that day and uh, and she said she said something um, about her faith that really re- was relatable she said you know i was I was pickled in the faith growing up. Can you like, imagine that? Like I thought it was such a brilliant way. I, I've never heard anybody say that. I was pickled in the faith growing up. I didn't know what faith she was talking about, but I assume Christianity. Uh, I was pickled in the faith, and then she said, and then as I became an adult, I really just sort of wanted some new flavor, something that wasn't so Sour and salty all the time. Wow, what a deep conversation. (laughs) Over french fries on a park bench. Um, But I completely related with her. Uh, So I would say a couple of times in our relationship, I've said things to Chris like, I think I am just a person for whom faith just comes easily. It just feels to me like I cannot get it. I can't not believe it. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, and he doesn't understand that at all. Uh, and, and so I, I related with her that I felt like I also was pickled in the faith. Come to find out she was Orthodox Jewish. Um, and so we talked for a while about how I grew up and we had our own struggles. My, you know, I, I grew up in evangelical Christianity and she grew up in Orthodox Judaism and we both had been pretty pickled in the faith. Um, and then, towards the end of the conversation, we, I, I realized that she does, doesn't really go anymore, um, and, and she asked me if I went, and then she went, oh, I forgot, sorry, I forgot that was the, yeah, you go. Uh, <laughs> but I started to think um, about my, my childhood, and how much I was pickled in the faith, um, and how that taught me these, these values that I would not have ever learned had I not been pickled in the face. Um, and also it left me with a lot of things that I had to work out. Um, a lot of things that gave me a, a sour taste in my mouth that made sour and salty taste, right? And made me want to um, kind of run away from the church for a period of my life, maybe that was you too. And I think that that's what we we do a really good job at Kingstown, of speaking to that, speaking to um, making room for um, the cre- courageous conversations and the creative community that is required to make sense of the our pickling in our faith. All the when we've been pickled in the faith. However, you've been, I wonder how you've been pickled in the faith. Uh, We do a a really good job of making room for that, and we talk about that a lot. Um, We talk about, and so when you picture these virtues or these values for your life, uh, it it often has to do, I I imagine, it's what I hear from you, it has something to do with you having experienced deep doubt and having room to have it here, or you having experienced deep hurt and having room to have it here or are you having an epiphany that you didn't doubt the faith but you doubted the expression of the faith and you had an epiphany one day this is not where you want to be and this place helped you helped lead you on a path towards reconnecting with God in a way you never never knew you could um but i think <laughs> i think first Corinthians 16 gets us back on track of what they're supposed to mean. I think we can really get very comfortable in in that place, in the place of of feeling affirmed in our doubt, feeling affirmed um, when we've been hurt, and to leave our faith there. And so um, let's read it. Let's look at it a little bit. Um, Paul is... Saying a lot of goodbyes to these people, Um, and uh, we've already read that Paul has has prodded them to be people um, who are bold (laughs) in the face of an empire, Um, courageous in the face of an empire. Paul has prodded them to create communities where um, even people who think and act differently than you are welcome at the same table. That Paul has prodded them and being people who care for the poor, that's actually what you're for. Um, And now Paul is saying goodbye and he's he's saying you got all these people there now, you don't need me anymore. And he also in other parts of it says that he sent all these other people too. I didn't read all the names. These names, you see, if you think that you don't know how to say names, I pause really intentionally before I say them. Um, But... Paul is now saying goodbye, and Paul says, hey, I want to remind you, though, as people who have created this really bold space to, to doubt the hold of the empire, as people who have created this really creative, um, wide community that welcomes Roman centurion and um, and." you know, Paul, someone like Paul, somebody who grew up Jewish. Um, as people who have created this space, people who are, are starting to understand that the whole point we're here is to give to the poor, I must remind you to keep alert in that. <laughs> um, because you can forget what, what it was about. Stand firm in the faith. Remember that you were pickled in the faith. I urge you to put yourselves at the service of such people, and, and Paul goes on to say, the people who don't just talk about it, but who actively live it out of a deep and abiding trust in God. I rejoice at the coming of these people, I'm not going to say the names again, because because they, they ended up making up for my absence here among you. And they refreshed your spirits as well because they were the people that in the midst of this kept the faith. I give recognition to these, these people and I rejoice at the coming of them because they have made up for my absence. And I rejoice at the coming of them because they have... Oh, it says it again. So give recognition to such persons. Let anyone be accursed. Paul curses. This gets harsh language here. Paul curses those who leaves their faith at, who leaves their faith at, I'm free to just doubt. I'm free to just feel my hurt where it is. As long as I do good, I've done all I need to do. Paul curses them and says, because if they don't have a love for God, they've missed the whole thing. It's simple, like it's like a, such a simple message. Um, but I, I think that every moment in my life where I um, allowed the, all the saltiness and all the sourness of religion um, of faith, uh, well, let's say, of people, <laughs> of people, um, to, to drive me away from the church. I know that it, it had a whole lot to do also with, it, with me not trusting God, with me losing the faith, with me not living in, in love of God. And so um, I think that's, I think in every place, right, we have this prophetic, I don't know if you know the word prophetic, we as Kingstown has to have this prophetic witness in the community, meaning that we get to say a lot of things like prophets to our world around us, to churches around us. We get to say a lot of prophetic things like, hey, no, this is supposed to be, like, Jesus welcomes all, Jesus is inclusive, we say a lot of things that other churches aren't saying. Um, but... There's always a prophetic word for the church that's doing that too, right? What would the prophet come and tell us? The prophet would say that in, in your leaving room for doubt, in your leaving room for your neighbor and all their pain and all their hurt and exactly where they are, right, Megan? Are you, yeah, Megan's like, I'm here. I, are you, are you, are you leaving room for this holy love of God too? Do you even know what that means? If you don't know what that means, I want to talk to you about that, because I've done you a, a, a disservice. If you don't know what it means to love God, let's pray. God, we are so grateful that you've gathered us together. We, we can make so many things in our lives agendas and and God, we hope so desperately that um, this church is not another agenda in our lives, another um, a, a political banner, um, because it, it's good. I mean, it's good and right the, to work for justice and to um, speak peace and to speak speak wholeness and inclusion where there needs where it needs to be spoken. Um, but but we've lost the entire point, God, if we. Um, aren't sure whether we know and love you. But if we're not sure whether we're even convicted in any sense by the undeserved grace we get from Jesus. And if people don't have that here, God, I it's been 7 worthless years. <laughs> I mean, that is the truth. If we don't don't have more people in this room who love God better because of this place, then we're going in the wrong direction. And so God, we ask that you would, um, this is where it it goes from value to virtue, that you would shape our hearts. That these, these, um, these beautiful things we've created for our community, the, the, the space where people can really doubt and wrestle with faith exactly where they are and where people who are hurt can find healing and where people, who, um, where, where, where people who are tired of the church just thinking it has everything to offer the world get to come to a place and realize that the church thinks that others have something to offer the world too. That these are beautiful things, God, but if we don't see them as extensions of who Jesus is, if we forget that, then um, they're just more, it's just more do gooding. It's just more asks on a, every time we swipe our credit card if, we, if we're going to give to that charity or that one. God, we want to be people who love you, and because we love you, we are more courageous. We are deeply embedded in community. And we care about our neighbor. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses,